What's going on, Niner fam? It is Peter Lucas. This is the Niner Fanatic Podcast, and thank you guys for coming in. Thank you guys for watching. But before we get into anything, you know we got to hit the music. y'all it is once again it's peter lucas this is the niner fanatic podcast and you can catch this on youtube twitter facebook anywhere where you can get your audio podcast like i don't care where you get it just get it and and once again we're going to talk about it it's it's a slow kind of news cycle right now but i so i want to dive a little bit deeper today into into the the trenches on the defensive side defensive side and I've I've said in past in past on past shows you know like I've given a couple of names here and there and just a couple of suggestions that the Niners could go after I really kind of dove deep into the free agent pool today and it was it was surprising I'll be honest with you like uh, I didn't realize there were so many options and there is, there is quite a few options that really could fit the mold of the people that the Niners have traditionally kind of picked uh, the, including the guys that they, that it's entirely an option that they bring back. Hey, what's going on, Damien? I appreciate you coming through. I know that there's a lot of options tonight, but I appreciate you coming through. Uh, Jimmy wants to know why any of his TDs had, I took, I had to take them all down. He wasn't playing anymore, so I'm. I it seems like you know what I'm gonna. I I don't know if I'm gonna put a quarterback in any more of my intro videos because it seems like I did one for Trey. He got hurt. I did. I did one with all Jimmy. He got hurt. <laughs> so and then I do one with Brock. He gets hurt in the NFC Championship game. Maybe I'm the curse. I like. I don't want to put that, that out there, but it's. Uh, I, I'm gonna. I'm going to redo the intro probably again, like halfway through the off season. And we're going to see what I can come up with and how I can keep our guys. I, I don't want to make it like a Madden curse or anything, but the it's uh, it, it, but getting back to the point, it was just, there's a lot of, there's a lot of guys that are going free agent for the 49ers on the defensive line. There's also a lot of free, there's a lot of free agents and a lot of similar type guys, guys that went first round and they're kind of just being cast off by their teams for multiple issues. Uh, there's some that are getting cast off because, you know, they've been disappointments. Uh, there's also more that have been cast off because, you know, they, how do you put it? They, they're, they're not so much cast up, but they're just kind of salary cap casualties. They know that they're going to cost too much for them to bring back. So, you know, they don't want to fit a seven, $8 million hit on their cap. So 
So they've got to go and they, they try again elsewhere, but you know who that benefits is that benefits the 49ers because the 49ers seem to always find these guys that on the, on the kind of the scrap heap uh, per se that, uh, that with Chris Kasurik as your defensive line coach, he can turn, he can turn uh, like uh, anybody's trash into his treasure. So it's, it's really it's going to be an interesting free agent free agent period because there are so many options as as little options as there were for the I did another show for the offensive line uh it is a plethora of options for the defensive line and really the 49ers I mean there's all kinds of different types of defensive linemen out there you got your tweeners you got your defensive tag there's a ton of of uh what I feel the 49ers need at the defensive tackle position. There's a ton of those guys. And, and then even defensive end, I found a few that, that might be that might, they might take a, a chance on just because they're going to be a little bit cheaper of option options. I'm, I'm purposely not going to bring up uh, Javon Hargrave and uh, the other guy from, uh, from the commanders. Uh, and I and he's blank. I'm blanking on his name because I don't even want to mention him. Like uh, the, but the reality is, is I don't know that the 49ers want to pay that much. They, both of those guys are going to get anywhere from 16 to 20 uh, a year, and the 49ers are not going to pay that for defensive tackle. I'd, not the way that they've been able to find gems uh, in the draft and in the and in free agency that are low, low cost options. They're just not going to do it. I, I can't. And having Chris Kasurik, I just can't see it. Like, uh, I hate to rain on anybody's parade. Like, uh, hopefully you guys don't leave the, uh, leave the chat, but I'm going to mention, speaking of the chat, I'm going to mention a couple of guys, Brian, Brian, appreciate you coming through. I saw you on, on uh, Mariah's show, big up to Ryan and uh, uh, 49 faithfully podcast big up to Jesse. I saw he's, uh, he's broadcasting also, uh, I saw a few other people broadcasting tonight. Uh, big up to all the Niner content creators. We we have a great community, and but I appreciate y'all for coming in and hanging with me for a few minutes. So I promise I won't be long like, like some of these other shows. But uh, the <laughs> Damien says do a video, Kyler Murray. Like, uh, yeah, I I don't even want to talk about uh, Kyler Murray, but. Uh, that's that's a whole nother dumpster fire over there in Arizona, but the oh he says uh, I agree. If you did mild videos on the NFC West, I think it would help casual not 49er fans. You know that's something that that uh, I will be talking about in the offseason. I did it last year. I have a buddy of mine that I occasionally do shows with. Uh, he doesn't really have a social media presence, but I call him no no social media Nate. And uh, he's, he's, uh, he's, we've known each other since we were kids and uh, he's a Ram fan. Uh, so we talk NFC West and it's, and it usually ends up for a great show. I feel like we have really good, I mean, just cause we've known each other for, for so long and we've, I'm a 49er fan. He's a, uh, and we call our, our podcast, the odd couple podcast, uh, but we haven't done it in a while. Nate doesn't really have a lot of, a lot of spare time, but, uh, but every now and then you're going to see Nate uh in the in and in and out of the show so keep a keep a lookout for that uh yeah nfc west opponents i saw brian said 
And uh, Damien says, like, uh, Marcus Davenport on the edge or Jadavian Clowney. I didn't mention those guys either <laughs> because be, but the reason being Jadavian Clowney is not what I consider a reclamation project at this point. And he doesn't seem to fit the 49er mold. 49ers look for guys that are a little selfless, a little – they're not looking out for themselves. I feel like Jadavion Clowney always makes up excuses of why he doesn't why he doesn't put the production in, and he just has never produced. Even though he's played on some really good defensive lines, he's never been a, a killer like that. So uh, that's not a guy that I'm looking to bring in on the 49ers. Uh, we want to. We want to. We need a killer, a silent killer, one of those guys that nobody expects to uh, to blow up and just ends up blowing up because he's playing next to Bosa and Eric Armstead. Uh, but Marcus Davenport, you know, I mean, I think he's coming off of an injury. I don't know if the 49ers are going to want to go that route, like uh, because with all the injuries that they've had, I think that they're trying to stay away from guys like that, unless it's just such a cheap and a good deal that that they bring him in just to see what it is. So that uh, somebody's going to pay that man. Like, and I don't think it's going to be the 49ers, but Brian says we have a great community. We absolutely do 49ers content creators. I mean, the guys at the top grant and like uh, you got, you got sprint ride option. I mean, you got John Chapman, you got all these guys, breezy uh, Niner, uh, like I mean, I I could keep I could keep going on and on, and I should be promoting my show more. But we have such a wealth of knowledge and so many different perspectives. That's what makes the content, the 49er content creator, so good. Is that you can watch all of our shows and get something completely different out of all of them. So I, I that's what I think at least. Like that's why I watch all of them. Melissa's in the house. Appreciate you coming through, fam. What's up, Peter? We'll watch uh, back later. Have a great show. Appreciate you coming through. I know you watch Mariah. Uh, but let's get to it. Like, uh, because like I said, I'm, I'm trying to make, I'm trying to do more shows, a little, little uh, shorter, shorter in length, like, uh, so that I can get as much content to you, to you guys and more, uh, and more frequently. Like, uh, and, but I want to talk about start with the defensive tackles because I think that that that's the spot where that the 49ers could use help the most uh, because Javon Kinlaw we're going to talk about it Javon Kinlaw they're they didn't they're not going to pick up his option his fifth year option and I think after this season he's probably not going to be here I mean it is what it is like we all know we all know why that is unfortunately he just has really bad knees. And it's going to be really hard for him losing so much weight that he did in the offseason. I think it took a lot of his power away. And it's just unfortunate. It's unfortunate. And plus, when he lost that weight, I think that that now puts him out of the out of position. Because now I think he has to be more of a three technique. And uh and now and they're trying to make him a one <laughs> or a zero technique. And like that, that you that's just not gonna work. So it's uh, he just doesn't have the power to anymore to be to not get thrown around in the trenches. So unfortunately for for him, for Kinlaw, that's I don't feel like that's going to work. Who knows what the 49ers do, but and they may keep him around. Who knows? Like, uh, but it won't be for any expensive amount that we'll we'll say that. Uh, And then the other uh, the other guy, Hassan Ridgeway, who was playing actually really well this season. Uh, 
Uh, he's a free agent. Uh, I don't because he he got injured in the middle of the season. I don't think he's going to command a high dollar. So I do expect them to actually bring him back. Um, there's a couple of guys that I expect them to bring back. I, I want to see Kevin Givens back. Uh, Maurice Hurst, I don't think comes back. This is his second year of being of being hurt, and so I I don't I think they let him walk. Like that's that's my personal opinion on it. But uh, oh, Brian, appreciate you, brother. Like uh, he says, your shows are great, just hard. Lots of people streaming. Yeah, we know we got we got a ton of 49er content creators, but I appreciate y'all rocking with me. Like, uh, and I hope that you guys can take something from my show that you don't get from the others. And that's because that's really what we're going for, right? So, um, and Damien says uh, we need Kinlaw to be that bully like he was to Grant. Yeah, man, we need to see Kinlaw choke slam some people. Let's just be real. Uh, we thought we were getting a a beast and. Unfortunately for him, it, he seemed like a beast to Grant. Like I mean, but Grant's a tiny guy. Like uh, and the the uh, the guys that we needed him to be a beast to were throwing him in the third row in the NFC Championship game. I don't know if anybody saw it, but I mean, he was getting thrown around like he wasn't there. So it is what it is. Can't like, uh, but I don't know if it's a technique issue, if it's he's just out of position. But I I just don't see it for Ken Law. That's just my personal opinion on it. Uh, do you, do I think that, uh, and Brian says, do you think Kinlaw injured his knee in the, in, in the interception return? You know what? I honestly, I think that he's had Arthur, he's had these issues since college. Like he was that, I mean, that was the report out on him then was that he was going to have injury issues with his knee. He was going to have problems with his knees and that, which is, makes it really surprising that the 49ers decided to pick him there. I think they felt the pressure to, uh, to have a blue chip guy replace, um, replace the guy that we lost in the trade. Like, uh, and why, and why I never can remember his name. It's like, he just fell off the face of the earth, but, uh, who man, I can't remember his name for nothing, but the, the, the whole reason behind it was, you know, that guy was all world. And he had hard, like he had really heavy shoes to fill and he just couldn't, he, there was no way it was going to be hard for him to fill them anyway, but then to have arthritic uh, knees to begin with, and then you're weighing over 300 pounds on those knees. It was, it was a recipe for disaster. And that's just the reality. So, uh, DeForest Buckner. Thank you, Damien. I, I don't know how I forget DeForest Buckner's name, but, uh, but DeForest Buckner, was I mean that guy was a was a killer and he was a leader and to expect Kinlaw to come in and rep- make a and replace a guy like that it was just doomed from the beginning uh, because he was not that type of player coming out of college and I know that everybody wanted to think the best of him and we rooted him on and like because he was working hard like it just didn't work out like unfortunately it just didn't work out so it is what it is. Uh, he said, was Kinlaw a Trent Baalke pick? Uh, he was not. He was a lynch pick. <laughs> I know. I don't know if that was a joke. <laughs> because the, uh, the it, it, you would think, because, you know, Baalke loves his, his injured guys. But anyway, like, we're going to get to these defensive tackles. And the first one I want to start 
start with, yeah, Lynch definitely drafted Kinlaw, just so we're clear. Uh, that he was drafted, what, 2020? Yeah, I think he was drafted 2020. So, or 20? It was the, right before the 20 season. So, uh, the, but the real, the, the reality is, is like, uh, so we've got a whole plethora of defensive tackles that are going to be available. It looks like Dalvin Tomlinson for the Vikings is going to be available. That is my number one, my number one, uh, for the, the thing, the, the big thing is that he, well, first off he's six, three, three twenty five. So him being 325 pounds, he's steady. He stays healthy. Like uh, he plays the run and he can rush the passer. He's, but he's more of a run stopper, which I think is what we need. Like for those early downs, uh, he's, and he's only slated to make eight and a half million. The Viking fans don't want to lose him. And a lot of these guys that I'm looking at, that I looked at, they, uh, I checked Twitter just to see how the fan base feels about about these players because you know sometimes it, the the stats don't tell the whole story there's a lot of context uh in there that that is sometimes missed with with the stats so but everybody seemed to love dalvin tomlinson and so that's a guy eight and a half million i might bring him in he was only he's only like 20 i think he's 28 and it's yeah, like that would be a great. That's that's my my number one uh, that that I would bring in. Now, you've got a, a few other ones in here, and I put stars next to their name on my list. Kalen Saunders for KC, and the reason why I put a, a star next to him is he's almost a DJ DJ Jones clone. He's really short. He's six feet, three twenty five. Uh, he's a little bit bigger than DJ was, uh, but he's slated to only make six and a half million. These are all per Spotrack. Which I, I pretty much trust Spotrack usually for, for they're pretty accurate usually most of the time. But uh, yeah, the only thing about Kalen Saunders is that I think the KC is going to resign him. It's between him and another guy on my list. If they don't do, if they don't resign him, I could see them bringing in the other guy uh, that's a free agent for KC, which is Derek Naughty, who's six one three seventeen, and he is realistically speaking. Run stopping only. That is all he does. <laughs> and he's not, I would say he's not as good as Kalen Saunders even at that. But he's on my radar just because just because he's going to be cheap. Like they, they didn't even have a market value for him, which tells me he's probably going to be in that. They, he was slated below Kalen Saunders. So I'm, I, I'm thinking he's probably going to come in for that two or three, two or three uh, mil a year uh, deal. And that might be a guy for depth purposes behind San Ridgeway. I could, I could completely see it. Uh, I, I have another guy that I really like, Andrew Billings from uh, the Raiders. 6'1", 328. Uh, if you can tell, there's a theme here. I'm, like, I'm liking these shorter, uh, these shorter, bigger guys that are really stout at the point, the point of attack. And Andrew Billings is really good against the run really good against the run and he actually does have a little bit of pass uh he stays really low the 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 comment a lot of the comments about him were how low he stays to the ground and how uh and what does that remind you of later on in dj jones uh 
career with the 49ers, what I noticed the most about him was he's not so much a pass rush move guy as much as he just gets really low to the ground and just kind of knifes through. And that's the type of guy that Billings Billings is. Uh, I, and from the little, the highlights that I saw of him, uh, that's, he does that a lot. Like he kind of gets low to the ground and just kind of knifes through. I, I really like that. And he's really good against the run. He's a little athletic too, which I, I kind of like, which I felt like we could use. That was something that I was really disappointed with in Kinlaw. Like, uh, he just did not look athletic. It, like he did not have good, um, like tracking ability. Like he, he just could not run guys down. And that's, uh, it, it was really, it was really weird to see cause he was so athletic in, and it's, he looked so athletic in college, but in the pros, he just did. He looked like he was running in sand every time he would run. It, it, it just really weird. But, uh, the, Oh, he mentioned David Onyemata is who I want. Yeah, you know, I looked at him, and I did look at him, and he I, he did not make my list because I feel like he's more of a pass a, a pass rusher from the inside, and I really think the what the Forty ers are missing is that is that stout guy. They have guys like Kevin Givens and uh. Well, really, Kevin Givens. <laughs> like they really have, uh, they really have Kevin Givens, and they have their three technique in Arm- Eric Armstead, who are more pass rush friendly type of type of defensive tackle tackles. Like what the 49ers really need is that guy that can get low to the ground that can just upset the run game. And and it might sound weird because the 49ers were the best team in death best defense in the league against the run. But I think we saw in the NFC championship game, maybe it's because they felt the pressure to pay, play Kinlaw, but they did not, they were against bigger physical lines. They were getting pushed off the ball. Like, and not, and not enough to, to, for it to be a glaring issue, but it was enough for me to say, you know, we could, we could stand to make an improvement there. And, and I think that that was the biggest issue about missing DJ Jones was was that was a guy that was just a uh, pardon the term like because I know you guys have heard it a hundred times before but he's like that fire hydrant that's just stays that just stays in the middle there and he's gonna you're gonna have to go through him <laughs> like uh, so it's yeah I, I I like but I like Andrew Billings from the Raiders I, I really like that guy. Um, but yeah, I'm still I'm still stuck on Dalvin Tomlinson. I think I think Delvin Tomlinson would be outstanding for the 49ers. And uh, another guy, a lot, a lot, and we've heard of this this name before because a lot of people are saying because you know Steve Wilkes is here as our defensive coordinator now. Matt I uh, I Nidus Nidus uh, I, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but Matt uh, Ionitis, I think that's how you pronounce it from Carolina six three three ten. He's a guy that's another run run stopper that can can pass rush from time to time he's uh like uh he's on my he's on my lower my lower scale of my star my star players but i but uh i will tell you these last two that i have as my stars uh larry Ogunjobi out of pittsburgh six three three oh five and yeah he's only three oh five but 
And I think that the 49ers need a bigger, bigger body. I think that that's part of the problem. But uh, Ogunjobi is a monster. And the Pittsburgh, I'd, what I really noticed from, the, from them is he's only commanding three and a half mil. Like uh, as of right now, like uh, Spotrax saying so, because I think he's mainly a, a run stopper, but the Pittsburgh Steeler fans do not want to lose this guy. And they, they want to prioritize him. I don't know what that, what that, uh, what that, if what that means, he, it might price him out of uh, Pittsburgh. I would bring him in for four and see that and for a year and see what we could get out of him. I think that guy is a, is a, is capable to be a dynamic duo next to next to Eric Armstead, uh, just because their skill sets match together, mesh together. So like, it looks like it would be a marriage made in heaven. I think Ogunjobi is really athletic and I'm, yes, he's three Oh five, but he is really strong. <laughs> it looks like he's just moving moving guys and like uh that i i that would be a huge pickup i'm telling you right now if the 49ers find a way to, to to make that happen that would be a huge pickup that's right along there with dalvin with uh dalvin for me uh dalvin tomlinson but another guy i would not mind having is another guy I put a star next to is puna ford and and he comes from He's from the Seattle Seahawks, and, but they're they have quite a few guys that they're that they're going to have to re-sign. Puna Ford is only five eleven, and but he's three hundred and ten pounds. I I'm just I'm five eleven, guys. Like I can't imagine being three hundred and ten pounds, and uh, and then it looks like he's going to co- command about nine point two mil. Similar, very similar. Low, real low to the ground guy. Obviously, he's only five eleven, and but fire hydrant type of guy, but can pass rush, and it seems seems to find his way into the backfield. Uh, and he's a fan favorite. He's a fan favorite that the fans don't want. The Seattle fans do not want this guy to go, but they recognize that they have another guy over there, and I'm I, I should have wrote down his name, but they have another guy that they're they're pretty sure that the the Seahawks are going to keep over him. So Putin Ford might be available. I think he'll be available for somebody to poach. If they, I think if they offered, if somebody offered him nine mil or eight mil for that matter, I think that that might get it done. So, uh, and whoever gets him is going to get a really high motor player. So it's going to be, I think that that's a really good pickup. And I've got a couple of, a couple of other guys I want to mention. Rakeem Nunez Roches. Uh, from uh, Tampa Bay, six two three zero seven, super athletic, super athletic, and more of a run. It's weird because he's more he's really athletic, but he's more of a run stopper. And uh, but he's long, and and like I think if Chris Casser got his hands on him, he could turn him into a pass rusher. So it, that would be more of a potential thing. Uh, the Carl Davis out of New England. Now this one is a straight up depth piece like Carl Davis hasn't really done anything uh, at anywhere, but he's been in the league for, I think like seven or eight years, but he finally got to new England and made his way on special teams and then 
found his way onto the he's only got he's only gotten one sack the last the last two seasons. But he's a re- but the the fans think that he's a really good player. They wish that he would have played more. Uh I think that he's one of those guys that that just kind of sticks around teams. And by with his play alone, he wasn't obviously he wasn't highly drafted. And he's a, he's an effort guy. I think that that's a guy you could bring in for super cheap and give him a chance to to play on a good team, and he could he could be one of those Kevin Givens type uh, players. So that's another guy that I'm looking uh, I'm looking at. So those are the my defensive tackles, and it's but if you take anything, the names that I really want you guys to pay attention to. Uh, when free agency starts is Dalvin Tomlinson. Uh, not so much Kalen Saunders because I think he's going to go back to KC. But uh, Dalvin Tomlinson, Andrew Billings, and Larry Ogunjobi. Those are those are my big, big three. And I guarantee you, I, well, I don't know what the other 49er co- content creators have said. Like, I've been watching a lot of shows, but I haven't heard anybody mention those names. But I think that that those are three guys that could flourish under Chris Kasurik. And, and I think that any one of those guys, if they made their, if they made their, their way onto this uh, 49er team, that their, their fan bases would be upset. (laughs) Just like when uh, Ray, I I know everybody doesn't like Ray Ray, but I like Ray Ray. I think that the, and Pittsburgh fans were kind of upset that Ray Ray was gone. Uh, until they got Calvin Austin, but then Calvin Austin, I think that they wish they had Ray Ray back right now. So, but uh, I want to move on to defensive ends because oh, okay, yeah, we got to get we got to get moving to defensive ends. The real quick, so these came down to really three. I really had three guys for me. Uh, because we got Jordan Willis, Kerry Hyder, Samson Ebicom that are that are free agents, right? I don't think that they bring Samson back. I don't think he showed enough over the last two seasons that would warrant them paying him seven mil a year, that which is what he's slated to make. Kerry uh, Hyder, I think, goes without saying. I think that they're going to bring him back just because he's a good depth piece. He can play inside outside. Uh, Jordan Willis, another guy, special to good special teamer. Uh, I think that you it's a no-brainer you bring him back. He's a good depth piece. Uh, Arden Key is an interesting one because and you might re- recognize the name. He was he was on the 49ers just a year ago. He went to another he went to the Jags and had himself a season uh after go, going away from the 49ers and he had a season for us. Like he played really well for the 49ers. Uh but now he's slated to make 11 million a year. So do the 49ers pay pay Arden Key? I don't think that they do because you've got the 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 second year man Drake Jackson waiting waiting behind him, and we don't really know why uh, per se. Well, I guess Shani told us. Shani told us that uh, <laughs> Damien says Ray Ray is drop drop. I I get it, but he's probably the best kick and punt returner we've had even though he fumbled in the playoffs, like he's still the best punt returner and kick returner that we've had since in the Shanahan era, at least. So, 
Yeah, it is what it is. Like, uh, but I like Ray Ray. I think he there's unrealized potential there, and uh, and I think that he could he could be something if they find a way to get him. It's just so many weapons on the 49er team. It's it's really hard for them to get anybody else involved uh, than they already have. He said, uh, "Would you bring?" Damien said, "Would you bring back Solomon Thomas?" Hell no. <laughs> Hell no, I would not. Like, uh, there, there's no reason. I, I don't, he's a tweener. They shouldn't have drafted him in the first place. Uh, he's going to be taking snaps away from somebody else that I think is, we know what Solomon Thomas is. He is, he's a guy that you, I guess you could bring in on third down as like a pass rush specialist, but I don't want to see, I don't want to see him back on the team. There's a reason why he left the 49ers and now he's, he went through two different teams. And now, and now he's looking for another team. There's a reason. Like uh, the guy, it's unfortunate because I mean that was just a wasted first. Set. I think he was second pick overall. Like I mean, ugh, it's just terrible. But uh, oh, what's going on, East Coast? Appreciate you coming through. Like, uh, make sure everybody goes and checks out East Coast Red and the Gold Podcast. They got a really good show. Uh, yeah, and I did mention Arden Key. The uh, but he's slated to make like 11 mil guys. Like, I just don't, I don't see the 49ers dropping 11 mil on him. Uh, I think that they, I think what's going to end up happening is that Drake Jackson is going to get a shot at it. I think that he's going to ball out in the offseason and he's going to show Shanny that and uh, and Steve Wilkes that he's ready and that he's ready to work hard. And I think that he's going to come out looking lean and mean. Uh, come come camp time. That's what I think is going to happen. Uh, and I think we're going to hear a lot of stuff out of the camp saying how great he looks and all, all that kind of stuff. So, But I want to mention a couple other guys. Demarcus Walker out of tennis, at a, out of the, off the Titans, 6'4", 280. He's slated to make 3.2 mil. He had seven sacks this last season. And... I wonder, I'm wondering if he got a bunch in like a couple of games because, because of the way they, they've only got him slated for 3.2 million, but he's another guy, the fan base, fan base for the Titans. They, they're really torn between him and another player, but they think that the other player is going to be better. And I, like I said, I should have written, I only wrote down the, the guys that, uh, that would be, that would be for the 49ers, but I wish I would have thought to, to, to mention those uh, those players but that is a guy that i i really like i really like i i, I kind of watch some of the games uh to watch to watch him play and i i like him i think that he could be a really nice piece on the edge as a bigger end and and he can get you can kind of move him in and out like the 49ers do yeah i think that that is a guy that could be uh that could flourish in the system with chris kasurik uh, Zach Allen, I think a lot of content creators have talked about him. Six four two eighty one. Uh, he's he's going to command nine point four million. So I look at Demarcus Walker and I look at a guy uh, that that with the right coaching, the fact that Tennessee has a deep defensive line, so it was really hard for him to get playing time. I think that he Demarcus in a in the Forty ers rotation could possibly flourish. And but uh, Zach Allen, I think that. I think that he's a beast. 
I really think that he do. I think that he didn't really get a chance to show everything that he could do on Arizona because they're Arizona. That that's 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 the take. Like uh, is that Arizona is Arizona, and they don't know how to use the guys they got. But uh, another guy I'm looking at my third star. My third star guy is Cleland. I don't know if it's Cleland. It might be Cleland. Cleland Farrell uh, from the another guy from the Raiders. 6'4", 265. Now, this guy is a appointment. He is. He is key. Uh, and if anybody remembers Arden Key, when the 49ers first picked him up, he was a disappointment on the Raiders that, like, that they, they thought was going to be really good. And he didn't turn out being good for them. But then he came to the 49ers. And we all know that story. Arden Key played great for the 49ers. And I think that Cleveland Farrell could be one of those guys. He's really young. He's only like 27. I think he's 27. The He is, I mean, supreme, supreme athleticism. He's a first-round pick. Uh, he was a first-round pick. And I know I just talked a bunch of stuff about Solomon Thomas being a first-round pick. But... Cleveland Farrell, I think, has ability. I think that it's a coaching issue, and I think that it is a culture issue. I think if Cleveland, you put some of these guys in the 49er culture and the 49er coaching staff, and I and I, I think we watch them go to work. Like that's that's how I look at it. And but yeah, Cleveland Farrell's another one. But some of my guys on the fringe, I just have a couple of guys on the fringe. I got Shaq Lawson from the Bills. He's available. 6'3", 270. That's a guy that kind of, I to me, he underperformed for the Bills. But the Bills got a whole bunch of guys. And they have a whole bunch of guys that are the exact same player. <laughs> so I think he got caught up in the mix in that. And I, don't, and I don't think we got to really see what he's capable of. But he's a guy that we could also maybe bring in and wouldn't break the bank. Um, like they don't have a market value for him or Cleveland Farrell. Uh, Alan Spotrack. So I think we're kind of wait and see. Uh, we're kind of wait and see mode as far as that goes. But uh, and I'm sure we'll get some news coming down the pike, like of what these guys are really looking for. But uh, my last guy is Mario Edwards, another Tennessee guy, and he's a guy that is just underneath Demarcus Walker. Like uh, he's he's got athletic ability. He's just can't put it all together. Like uh, and. And he would be my bargain. He's very similar to my uh, my take on uh, on Carl Davis. He's kind of a bargain basement. Let's see what we got. Maybe just for depth depth purposes. Um, but oh, I didn't mention. You know, I didn't mention Ashawn Robinson for uh, from the Rams. Like uh, now, he had a, a few injury issues, like everybody else on the Rams this last season. But I mean, he's six four, three thirty. And he, he's commanding about eight mil. And he played really well for the Rams. Now, with that being said, he's playing he's playing next to the best uh, defensive tackle in maybe the history of the game in Aaron Donald. So I don't know what he would look like next to Eric Armstead. But not that Eric Armstead is anything to sneeze at, but he's not Aaron Donald. So... I don't know what Ashawn Robinson would really look like in in that regard, but he's I think he's going to command for I think he's a he's a really solid player, and that might be another guy that you bring if you can get him for cheaper than eight million. I I wouldn't pay eight million, but let's see what we can get. 
You know what I'm saying? So with that being said, I am about to get out of here. Uh, but I did want to go over those the trenches with you guys, like because they're gonna need to fortify fortify this defensive line. I don't think that they can go in there with the same group of guys and think that they're gonna get different results. That uh, they took a, a pretty big step back as far as sacks go go this season, and it and they were still one of the better teams in sacks, but that was because of Bosa. I mean, Bosa cannot do all of it by himself. Eric Armstead really didn't help him in that regard this season. The pass rush just, they were a step slower. It was noticeable that they were just a step slower this season. And I really think that this defensive line could take a, could really use an influx of athleticism and some speed, uh, like off the edge. So not some of the guys that I mentioned, they may not be the fastest guys on the planet, but they do have that twitch factor. And uh, I do take that into account. When, uh, when I'm looking at guys, you can have the twitch factor and not be the fastest guy. Drake Jackson, I don't think is supremely fast. I think that he just has a whole lot of twitch and he has a really good reaction. And I think a lot of the guys I mentioned have that same attribute. So, um, oh, Damien says, Kinlaw and McGlinchey can sit next to each other on the bus to leap. Absolutely. Well, you know, I, I I say that about McClinchy because I feel like McClinchy has had more time. Like uh, he's had more time to correct some of his issues with Kinlaw. It's just a health issue. It's a, and I, I really feel bad for Kinlaw because I, I feel like he wants to work. He just can't stay healthy. And McClinchy, I feel like had to be shamed into working on his game. Like, I mean, he, his uh, Joe Staley had to come out and shame McClinchy to get him to work harder. And to me, that's, that's not somebody I want on the team. I, 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 in my person, in my personal opinion. So I know that he's the best option out there uh, as far as free agency goes, but I would still take a flyer on somebody else. And there's other options out there. If you want to go in house, I could see it. Uh, the draft is there. There's some guys in the draft that were just starting to scrape the surface with that. Uh, I think Brad mentioned a guy from Old Dominion today uh, that I think that they're talking about grooming for. He's talking about grooming for center. But but regardless, there's a bunch of guys out there. You don't know what you got until we get into OTAs in camp. We just don't. So, but I appreciate all you guys for coming in, coming in tonight. Please make sure that you remember that you can get this on YouTube. You can get it on Twitter. You can get it on Facebook. You can get anywhere where you can get your audio podcasts. If you don't want to look at this at this uh, this face, get it on the audio podcast. I don't care where you get it. Just get it. But remember to tell a friend to tell a friend so that we can be friends every day, every week. And with that being said, I'm going to get out of here. I will see you guys tomorrow. Tomorrow, I believe I'm going to have a guest. You'll have to wait and see who that is. But as always, I like to get out of here with just a quick go Niners.